Hello and welcome to the Student Council Podcast, an educational advice show made for students and by students, where everyone is qualified to talk about their own experiences. My name is Carter Dvorak, and today I am so, so excited to be talking to Chrissy Birdsall from University of Wisconsin-Madison. Chrissy, thank you so much for coming on the show today. How have you been? What have been your favorite five minutes of the past week? Well, thank you so much for having me, Carter. Very excited to come on and talk a little bit about my experiences here at UW-Madison. My favorite five minutes from last week, um, I was doing the Ohio State-Wisconsin football game, obviously a huge night game. Maybe you're not as happy about it because that's your rival team. Um, we actually put up a better fight than I thought we would. But yeah. at the end game, we were coming back, and it was very late, and all I wanted was McDonald's. Now there's McDonald's that's like right down the street from my apartment. So me and my broadcast team, we went down to McDonald's after the game, and it was just so funny walking into the McDonald's because it really just summed up University of Wisconsin during during Halloween weekend because we walk in and we're in like suits and dresses and dressed really nice. And then there's some people that are still wearing their fan gear from the football game. And then there's just a bunch of people running around in Halloween costumes. Granted, it was 30 degrees out. So it was just so funny to see all the types of people in this one random McDonald's in the middle of campus. And I would have to say that was just like hilarious. It is hilarious. Halloween weekend this year was so funny. All the different costumes. I feel like so many of them are so clever and the dedication to be wearing costumes in like 30 degrees weather that takes a lot also you know any the enemy of the enemy is my friend so anytime anyone is up against osu like i am by default a fan of that school hey i will take it we yeah. just wanted to be a close game and we got what we wanted for the first th- two three and a half quarters so i will take it that's awesome you know it's like you, you knew what you wanted and you got that and i'm glad that you can can take the win and next year i'm sure you'll crush them yeah. uh and- I play next year i don't even know if we play you guys next year i haven't checked out the 2024 schedule it just came out so okay i don't know well we'll crush them for you okay i'll take that i'll take that yeah so chrissy i'm curious like what has your college experience been like what led you to uh, you Wisconsin Madison and like what are you studying just kind of what was that story getting you to that school yeah so I'm currently a junior at the university I study journalism and Spanish so I ended up uh, choosing to go to Wisconsin it was during 2021 so I didn't have the opportunity to tour a lot of schools just because it was right in the heart of the COVID pandemic um, so I kind of had a lot of options you know looking from online and really how I narrowed down my schools was by the journalism programs because I knew that was what I wanted to study and then I was able to take one or two tours but they weren't even tours it was just we flew down to whatever campus and walked around there for a day and a half so one of them I chose was Wisconsin and it was definitely a gamble because it was actually between going up to the Michigans and the Indiana area or going to Wisconsin and I ended up choosing Wisconsin to like go and see and I fell in love with the campus here and I and as soon as we came back I said that's where I want to go to school and I ended up choosing it and I've had a really great time since then. Um, and my college experience has been a lot of fun. I mean, we have great game days here across all different types of sports. I've been exposed to a bunch of different people and places and new things coming from the East Coast to the Midwest. Definitely can be a little culture shock in terms of weather and maybe some other things, but I've had a really great time here and I've made some really good connections and I got another year and a half basically and I'm just excited to see where it's going to go. I'm excited for you. That's really cool. It's like, I definitely know that picking college in the in the 
the 2020s in general, but especially that like 2020-21 era was like a really hard way. It was a diff- very difficult and different way of like finding those schools. I'm curious, you say other things when you mention culture shocks. What are maybe some of those other things going from East Coast to Midwest? I think that I never realized how much of a New Jersey accent I had until I came here because a lot of my friends are from the Minnesota, Wisconsin area. So sometimes we'll just be in a conversation and I might drop like an A that sounds like I came straight from New York or something like that. Um, My O's too, if I say like Florida or something like that, the New Jersey accent comes out. So I never realized that. And then like learning other people's accents, it's like, how do you say soda? Do you say soda? or pop or some people around here call water fountains bubblers that's been a really good one i didn't Um, know that was a thing but that is so like i learned that in my linguistics class and i'm like what that's a wild way to describe water fountains yeah and ironically it's only in wisconsin and rhode island where my sister went to college so that is just so funny to me that we both have had the same experience of people saying like where's the bubbler and you're like what is that you were destined to go to bubbler themed colleges like colleges two of the three two of the three that's cool it is the accent thing at college is so interesting because it is like so many different people like you kind of like can pick up on different accents and it's always so interesting to like hear how ways different ways people speak like I never thought that I get a midwestern accent but I've been told I have a midwestern accent that comes out like it's always really funny and I think that like my perception of Wisconsin coming here was like you know Madison's a city and I think when I first came here I did not expect this campus to be like in the middle of this bustling city because you think of Wisconsin you think of like dairy and farm and all that type of stuff but then like every everyone in the Midwest, they think of their perception as New Jersey as like straight from the Sopranos. So it's really interesting to see. And then like, they, I've had a couple of my friends now come back to New Jersey since and they're like, wow, like these beaches are really nice. And it's not just the Jersey Shore. Like, it's really cool to see like, you know, exposing people to different parts of the country, even just like how different it is. It really is. Uh, even like a lot of people come to Michigan and they like are surprised at how Michigan is. And like, especially when people visit me on the west side of the state and it's like, oh, you can't see across Lake Michigan. Like it's, you know, just an open body of water. It's always interesting, the little shocks that happen. Yeah, I actually, I was on the other side of Lake Michigan um, earlier this summer because I stayed in Wisconsin this summer for an internship and a job that I was doing actually at the radio station. And right at the end, we went out to up by like Milwaukee. There's some beaches over there. Mm -hmm. And it's so weird because it looks like an ocean, but it's freshwater. So it's so confusing to me because I'm like, this just isn't right because I'm used to the Atlantic Ocean. It's just so funny to me. It's so funny. And like, it's funny to me because I will go to oceans and be like, why does it taste like salt? Like, like, you know, I grew up on like on the like Michigan weed summer there a lot. And so I was like so surprised when I go to like the Atlantic coast and I'm like, oh, like there's so much salt in this water. There's like I like not having to think about jellyfish or sharks when I go swimming. So Lake Michigan's a perfect place for me. That is true. Yeah, that's one of my one of my friends was saying that she was like, oh, you have to worry about sharks. And I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen a shark since I've been in New Jersey on the Atlantic Ocean. Maybe like the tiniest little nurse shark that mm-hmm. somehow away, but like that thing's not going to hurt you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're the little guys aren't probably going to be a problem. I, I was just curious, you mentioned Spanish minor. Is that like kind of, would you consider that independent of like the journalism minor and like the career path you'd want to do? Or like, do you think you want to blend the two? Um, So I chose a Spanish major just because I wanted to do a Spanish minor, but they don't offer it for people in letters and science. They have it for the business degree, but you have to take like Spanish business classes. So because <laughs> I'm a journalism major, it didn't really make sense. So I decided I'm just going to go and try for the major. Um, I've thought about trying to blend it in certain ways. I always thought it'd be really cool to do a broadcast in Spanish. I don't know if I have the vocabulary for sports to do that yet. I would need like a sports oriented class maybe before I try it. But I think that it comes in surprising ways because maybe 
you're not always like using language to translate, but you're learning about the culture and the literature and the history. And that can come up in very strange ways. You might be talking to somebody who has a background that comes from a country that's been Spanish speaking, and you can relate to them on that type of topic and be able to hold a conversation and do an interview effectively because you know that background experience. Yeah, I really like the way you explain that. Like it does help in, in interviews and just in connecting with people, which I think is such a key tenet of journalism is like, how can you have a conversation and connect with somebody meaningfully and then convey that outwards? So I really like the way that you can kind of like blend those two things. Yeah, yeah. especially in sports too, because it's a worldwide sport. So just being able to, it's a worldwide event. So it's easy to find those connections with people and make an interview go better or just, you know, get some answers that you wouldn't get if you weren't open to those experiences. Absolutely. Now, circling back a little bit more to University of Wisconsin, like what are just some of the, the bigger traditions, staples? Like, are there any little, like just little hidden traditions or things that you maybe didn't know unless you go to the school? Yeah, I mean, obviously like game day, Wisconsin's known for jumping around and maybe like build me up a buttercup, but there's definitely a lot of other things that are just outside of the sports world and varsity and all of that type of stuff. So Probably the two events that I didn't know of when I first came here was um, Lilies on the Lake, which we have a lake right near our campus. It's called Lake Mendota. It freezes over every year because Wisconsin gets very cold. And at some point in February, usually when it's the most frozen, a bunch of kids will go out to the lake. It's for some kind of um, fraternity and they do like a bunch of donations and stuff. But it's really cool because when you come from the East Coast where you've really never seen anything frozen over, you're just standing out on a lake and having a good time with your friends. People are playing boot hockey, which is something I never heard of before I came here. And it's really cool to get that type of experience. And then at the end of the year, there's this giant black party called Mifflin. And last year, I think there was like 10,000 kids that were there. No way. So, yeah, it's really and it's like the street is not that big and mm -hmm. all the houses are filled with people and there's just people out on the street. People are dancing and having a good time and you never know who you're going to run into. So I've had a really good time the last two years doing both of those events, and I'm very excited to do them another two times. Absolutely. They both sound like an absolute blast. Michigan has a similar block party. They do one. It's like start of the year, end of the year, but I'm always too, like, I'm like start of the year. There's too much risk here. Like, I can't get, like, sick on the first week of school. But like end of the year, I'm very much looking forward to it. Last year, it was a lot of like just walking around and yeah, you're so surprised who you run into. And it's like, oh, you were in sociology with me. Like you were in this class. It's like, oh my gosh. And then you'll see like, you know, your great friends like moving through the crowd and you're like, what's up? And can tag along. I think it's really fun. Yeah, even you and I, we both come from pretty big campuses and it's crazy how you can make a big campus feel small yeah. just from connections that you make. And it's like, oh, I've seen you in this class. And like, we were working on a project together. Like, that's so awesome. So it's really cool to see like those types of connections and you kind of how I said, you make a big campus feel small. You really do. I mean, and like they always, I remember always hearing that in the campus stories and like, is that true? But like it, it is, like it really is. You can make it feel super small and super like unique because I came from like a super small high school. So big campus was a big shock, but I was kind of, I enjoyed like the elements of it where I can make it like a little bit more of a tight knit community. Yeah. Similar here. I came from a school that had like 600 total people. Mm -hmm. So going from 600 to about 40,000 was definitely a bit of an adjustment, but you find your community, you find your, your path and different things that you take part in. And I think like clubs are really helpful with that. Your classes, obviously your major, those are really great ways to make it feel smaller and get those connections. Yeah. What clubs did you like kind of find yourself involved with when you joined campus? Yeah. So every year we have um, a registered student org fair, which is like hundreds of these student organizations and they do this two day event and you can go and you learn about them and you sign up for them. So when I first came here, I knew I wanted to write for one of the papers. Um, we have actually two papers on campus here that 
kind of duel for the superiority. So I went to one, I signed up for it, and then I signed up for the radio. And it was kind of one of those that I didn't really know what radio was. I had no experience with it coming in prior, but somebody I was talking to was like, oh yeah, they do live game sport broadcasts. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I would try that. Let me sign up. And I ended up getting ghosted from the paper. So I ended up doing the radio like full time. And that's really where I found my community. We've had like 200 DJs currently at the radio station. Our sports team is about 40 of those 200 people. And that's been just like a really great way to like make friends, do a bunch of things that I've been able to do and really not only help me socially find my people, but also in my career path as well, open up doors. Yeah, it's a great way to like find your network of friends and of like future colleagues and current colleagues. And I think it's cool, like 40 people with that level of like, you know, dedication and interest and commitment to like doing sports broadcasting is really not like so special to find that kind of community. Absolutely. The sports broadcasting team that we have here is definitely a very dedicated bunch of people. So it's really cool to see all of their backgrounds and experiences. And some of them have came in and they were doing it since high school. And there's some people like me who just really walked into the place, had no clue what they were doing and how everyone's been able to grow and be able to do all these really awesome things. And kind of like I mentioned before, it's opened a lot of doors for not just myself, but a lot of the other broadcasters here. Some have been able to find jobs just from the connections that they made at the radio station. That's so cool. It is like so special to be in those communities where it's like everyone's helping each other out Then they're like can really just broaden your networks now Like what led you to to sports broadcasting in particular, right? You could have been the other 160 just radio people But like what what really draws you into sports? Yeah So when I was looking at colleges all the way back in 2021 I was also trying to figure out what my major was too And really the only thing I settled on was like I like sports and I like to write so I was like sports broadcasting Sports journalism seems like a good avenue to go in led me to win Wisconsin. And then I learned more about sports broadcasting and sports production. And I thought that was a really cool angle just because broadcast media, I think is growing as we've seen time and time again. So I was like, I really want to be a part of that growth. And it's been really cool coming here because I would have never had that experience had I not talked to somebody at that registered student org fair and learning about the different intricacies of even in broadcasting in general, you could have a show host or like hosting a podcast, or you could be calling the games live, being a sideline reporter or a play-by-play commentator. Um, There's just all these different avenues that I never really even knew, not only in front of the camera or in front of the mic, but behind us well so i've been continuing to get exposed to those as well yeah you find that once you dive into one avenue of something you kind of wind up learning all of them because there's just like so many intricate moving pieces yeah and the world's very small i mean i've you know got started in radio but i've also do a little bit of tv broadcasting now um at the big 10 universities they have this thing called big 10 plus which is student production so students run the camera they run the commentary they run production they do everything so i've gotten a little bit more experience on that backside of the behind the camera work too like i worked one of the cameras for a softball game and i had a blast doing it i never thought i would have so much fun working the camera was i good at it no but i had a great (laughs) yeah that's all you need sometimes it's so fun to get that experience I'm, i'm currently in a student production club um, and I'm excited to, in practice, I don't think that ever actually like run with the camera for a project, but like we've been having little like 30 minute school sessions and we just had one on like, here's how the cameras work, here's how to like take care of them. And I thought that was really cool to like get some of that exposure and experience. And it's like, even if everyone, like even if your main focus is like on art or on like producing, like everyone kind of is familiar behind the camera, but the best, like all the uh, social events, there's like 15 different cameras going at the same time. Like it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and even at like, 
were Big Ten Plus. I started there in January and I learned about positions that I didn't even know existed. Like there's like these graphics people and the replay people and there's people that run the score bug. And I was like, that's a position? Like you could do that? And they're like, yeah, I tried it. It was a little difficult, but um, I think it depends on the sport too. So I had a really good time doing that as well. Yeah. Now when it comes to sports, has this been like a childhood love for you? Like when do you first remember getting into sports? Um, I think it's always been something that I've been involved in and just really liked growing up. Um, I played soccer. I did Taekwondo for a long time and I had really good time doing that. But I also was a huge fan of watching football and basketball. My dad and I would always sit on Sundays, spend the entire day watching NFL and all of the games. So we, as I got older and I learned more about the sport, we'd always have these conversations. And, you know, at first it was like very surface level talking about like teams and the scores, but then we were talking about players and trades and route running and all of this type of stuff. So I think that a lot of that came from my dad and just how we were able to talk about sports and how much fun it was and how we were able to really bond over that. That really grew into my love of wanting to do it as a career. That's really cool. And like, has your dad been able to like see you in action, like doing the commentary and things? Um, he's definitely listened to all of my broadcast um because on the tv we don't have any like on-camera shots um i know some of the big 10 schools do it but we don't so usually i'll try and just send over the clips of my broadcasting to him so he's able to listen to it at least but yeah he's listened both my parents they listen to all of my broadcasts and it's so nice to like have that support system because you know they listen to it they always text me after they're like you did a great job and it's just nice to know that like somebody's listening yeah it is really sweet it's always nice to know that that somebody's listening to your stuff hi mom hi dad anyways um you know it's always sweet in those regards i'm curious like a little bit i think it's interesting to talk to people about like some of the general stuff of their school like how's housing and how's dining in particular though i'm curious like you have a forty thousand student campus like what's the housing situation like there housing's very interesting here um there's actually been some controversy in the last couple of years because we brought in three massive classes of over like eight thousand students um which were like the three biggest classes back to back to back so Mm -hmm. housing definitely became a log jam even starting my freshman year So we move into campus around September. You have to start looking and basically sign a lease by the middle of October. And housing opens up like October 1st. And if you don't sign by by, like the end of October, you are usually struggling to find something. Um, There's a lot of different options. We have the high rise apartments. We have townhouses. There's actual just houses that you can live in as well. So there's a lot of different options, but they fill up very quickly. With 40,000 kids, I mean, it's very easy to fill up a room full of people. Um, My roommates and I, we lucked out my freshman year. We found this really great apartment. It's kind of like a townhouse style, this giant apartment too. It's three floors, three bedrooms. There's four of us that live in there. And we've actually just re-rented all three years. So I've lived there my last two years. And then I'm going to live there again for my senior year, just because we've had such a great experience with them. We were like, we truly lucked out. And if we looked anywhere else, we would not have gotten the deal or the great like hospitality that we've had there. That's amazing. Especially the hospitality bit of it is so important. I think when you're, when you're finding a house at, at a college campus, it's like, finding somebody who is taking care of it, who is, you know, giving it like the love it deserves and and making sure that like, it's not just some, some landlord out there who's only going to show up to like raise rates is, uh, is really important. Oh, and absolutely. Like I've heard so many horror stories of even some of the apartments that you would think are like the nicer apartments of just things that broke and they weren't getting fixed for months and your landlord's not being super responsive or they're, we're kind of like nickel and diming you as much as they can. And our landlord and our maintenance people are so awesome where we live. And it just kind of worked out really perfectly for us. I mean, everything had went up in price over the last two years, Mm -hmm. but they tried to manage it as much, much as possible. So we didn't have to like 
be completely blindsided by like these crazy increases as we saw in some of the other apartments. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very similar story here at U of M. It's, it's a lot of like finding your housing, like right here, right now, um, like, you know, start of November, if not sooner than that. And then, yeah, it's just like the, the rates are raising and it's just like, there's so many students. I think we also not over-enrolled, but enrolled like the three biggest classes or some really massive classes in the last couple of years. So I think now it's a bit of a scramble to, to find locations. Yeah, we were in a very similar situation. I knew I was talking to some freshmen last year and they were talking about how even the dorms, they were overfilling the dorms and they had to send some of these freshmen to these graduate houses that were kind of far from campus, but they gave them like some kind of stipend um, to go out and live out that way. And there were some people that just didn't even get dorm housing their freshman year. They were just like, sorry, we, we do not have space for you. So they would have to scramble in May or June when they found out about the housing to sublet an apartment for their first year, which that's so difficult that's because I, I now met somebody who had that experience. And it's like, you lose out on those connections that you make in the dorm because every, you know, most 99% of the people in the dorm are freshmen and they're all just trying to find those people to make the connections with. And if you're in an apartment, it's such a different experience. So I definitely have to say I lucked out in terms of the dormitory and the housing process that I've had over the last three years. And now even going into my fourth year, since we are staying in the same apartment. So I'm very thankful for that. That will be nice. Like, to, to have that. I'm glad that you get that experience. And yeah, Michigan, we didn't have any room in housing for transfer students um, this year. And we had to like convert like some of the lounge areas like back into dorm rooms. Like they had like a door on them. It wasn't just like curtains in a common room. But like still, it was wild that we are also running really low on housing. But I think we're building a new facility in the coming years. So that should hopefully help. Yeah, I think my freshman year, they converted some of the double apartments to triples, which was um, one of the ones that I lived in the dorms. They converted from a double to a triple. Now it was a giant space. So I don't even know how two people could live there because it was just so big. Um, With three people, we made it work very easily. We had more than enough room to be able to do our things. But I know a lot of people who had the dens, they converted, they converted into dorms, into quad dorms. And I was hearing some people's experience with that. And yeah, it's crazy how they are able to log jam these kids in and put them in these dorms. Seriously, bunk bed after bunk bed after bunk bed, just stuffing them in. Yeah. <laughs> It's wild. Now, what would you say, like, did you... You've been a bit removed, but like, was were the dining halls good at your campus, or like, is the food in general on campus? Like, do you have nice restaurants? Do you enjoy like going out to, to different places? Yeah, so um, the dining halls on campus are pretty good, but I would say more popular. We have these unions, which is kind of a mix between the campus and the surrounding community. In the summer, it's definitely a lot more open to the community, just because there's not a lot of kids on campus. Um, and then during the year, most of the kids there, there's like study spaces, there's different food places you can go and eat, and they take your dining dollars, which is really nice. So I think a lot my freshman year, I ate a lot more at the unions than I did at like the typical dining halls. But we also were transitioning our dining halls a lot. Um, They were choosing between a la carte and just like the swipe system. So it was like this really weird thing. So it was just so much easier to just go to the union and just pay for your food and eat that rather than doing the swipes or the a la carte or however they were doing it my freshman year. Um, the food was pretty good though. I did like one of the dining halls cause they always made really good sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And then I would say 90% of the other time I would eat at the unions. That's so, that's so valid. It's good to have like a variety of different places to go. And it's nice. Like we had like, yeah, student unions and like the dining dollars that you can use. And like, it's a good system to balance for sure. Yeah. And it's great for your freshman year. And a lot of that money, um, got converted after the end of the year, uh, for the students, because we had the a la carte system when we first came in and then they switched the swipes halfway through. So they just 
transferred all of the money into like a whisk card account which you can use for food but you can also use for like the bookstore or like there's a rock climbing wall somewhere that you can go and pay for um which was really nice that we lucked out with that i know that the students now they use the swipe system so they don't get that money transferred into their account but now i mean i'm a junior so i've been living off campus for two years so you know i use the grocery store as i cook and obviously there's so many great restaurants in madison being in a city definitely helps with the food scene so there's definitely have been a lot of places that I've tried and there's been a lot more that I still need to try. Yeah, Ann Arbor, very similar way. It's like, it's a good food scene because it is in part like a city. Do you have a favorite restaurant that you've ever been to in Madison? There's a few I go to relatively frequently and it kind of depends on what I'm looking for. There's a great burger place called Dottie's Dumpling Factory. Um, and you think it's like a dumpling place, but it's mm-hmm. they make these really good burgers. It's just like this burger dive bar. And I just went to this restaurant with my parents when they visited a month ago called The Old Fashioned. And it's just very all Wisconsin food. So they had like mac and cheese, brats, um, just very like home style cuisine. But it was so delicious. And I want to go back there again. Like as, as soon as I ate it, I was like, I want to go back here another time. I love it. A good mac and cheese, a good brat, like it cannot be beaten. So that sounds amazing. Yeah. And brats was one of those things that I never tried until I came out here. Um, Because I mean, we're from the East Coast. Like I was like, is this just a sausage? And they were like, it's mm-hmm. kind of like a sausage, but not really. So that's been something that I've had a few times since I've been here. We have a whole restaurant that's just like brats, brats and cheese curds. And it's very popular. So I've tried that one. I've tried the stadium brat, of course. I've had the old fashioned brat. That's been a, definitely a new experience too. It is a whole new world. It's fun to, to get that exposure into the into the Wisconsin food scene, all the cheese, all the brats. That's really cool. Yeah. And I know Wisconsin is very known for their cheese curds here too, which that's really fun because when my parents come, like every meal you get is with cheese curds. You got to live it up. You're like, when in Rome, do as the Wisconsins do and get the cheese curds. Exactly. Yeah. How do you think your college experience would be different had you not gone into like sports journalism and broadcasting? It's a good question. I don't really know if I would have, you know, I think journalism was always kind of the direction that I was going to go into, whether it was sports or not. Um, I think I definitely wouldn't have had the exposure that I've had. I feel like eventually I would have found my way to sports if I started in some other type of beat or role, um, just because I've came here and I've, you know, I chose my, my path my freshman year. And I know a lot of people will switch their majors and stuff, but I've been very fortunate to love what I've done to want to stay in that major and continue doing it and continue developing and growing in there. So I think eventually I probably, no matter what I would have chosen, I would have probably turned to sports broadcasting just because I feel like it was me and sports broadcasting had always meant to be. Um, So I would say it probably would have just had a little bit of a later start, but I think that I really found my community here and I've had a really great time over the last three years. So I couldn't even imagine what it would be like if I was doing something else. Yeah, I really like that. Like this was always meant to happen. I think it's a really cool mindset to have for like a career and, and a job like that. Like this was, it's cool to feel that when you're doing something like, yes, this is what I was meant to do. That's really special. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that wasn't something that I expected when I first came here. I didn't, you know, obviously you never had any experience doing any type of journalism or broadcasting like that. So it could have went completely south. But luckily for me, you know, I embraced the challenge and I wanted to keep doing it and wanted to keep working on it. And I still want to keep working on it. Every time I do a broadcast, I always am looking for feedback and looking for ways to improve. And I think I really, that's what I really like about it is that you're never going to be perfect. There's always something that you can work on. And I really like that challenge of 
like trying to figure out new ways to present information. Yeah, I like that challenge. Always trying to figure out new ways to present information. That's a really cool way of framing that. Yeah, yeah. it's been really cool, especially like all of the sports I've been able to cover. Wisconsin has a really great sports scene here. Um, we have really great hockey programs. Our men's hockey has been doing really well so far this season. Women's volleyball has been incredible. I knew nothing about volleyball when I first came here. And now I'm like the biggest volleyball fan you'll ever meet. Um, I mean, our football team has always been pretty good. Basketball has been taking a leap. And it's like just so nice to have those different type of experiences and opportunities to cover sports that I would never thought I would have when I first walked onto campus. Yeah, it's really cool. I love all the different sports. Like it's cool at college. It's like all these athletes, top of their games, playing all these different sports. It's amazing to get to watch all these things. Yeah, especially at a Big Ten university. Um, and with all the conference changes going on, we're going to have a lot of really great matches and opponents coming up in the last couple of years. And it's going to be really cool to see because, you know, even for us, like we want to travel and experience these different places as much as we can. So to have those opportunities now to possibly go out to the West Coast and see some of those schools and be able to broadcast from their stadiums, I'm really excited for those opportunities. No way. That's going to be so cool. I'm excited for you to get to go and travel there. Yeah, yeah. I would love I would love to see like UCLA and USC down in California. Um, Oregon, I've always wanted to see that school. I think that would be really cool. There's still a lot of other schools in the Big Ten that I need to visit first, but definitely those ones out West, it would be really cool to see. They would be cool to see. And when you get to Ann Arbor, let me know if you're ever in the, in the Michigan area. I'll gladly show you around. Absolutely. I'd love to do a game from the big house if we, I hope we play you guys next year because it would be really fun. Me too. The big house, being in that stadium is something so special and unique. Like you just can't beat it. Yeah. Similarly here, I mean, Camp Randall is a pretty historic stadium. And I mean, I've met so many people who've came, um, you know, students, parents alike, and they're always so excited. They're like the first time they're like, I just want to see the jump around. <laughs> Wait, what is the jump around so in between the third and the fourth quarters um they play the house of pain song jump around yes and the students and everybody in the stadium they jump up and down and it actually like it shakes the stadium i think one time they registered as an earthquake i mean <laughs> it's really crazy so you know in the student section it's really fun you're jumping up and down when you're in this press box though it is the scariest thing ever <laughs> because it moves it shakes back and forth so no. Um, a lot of the journalists, especially when it's their first time here, they always are excited for jump around because they're like, is it true that the press box shakes? And you're like, it really does. <laughs> that is incredible. Wow. I got to get to a jump around at some point. We've got, yeah. you got to be here for Mr. Brightside too. That's like the Michigan between the third and the fourth. It is everyone just belting Mr. Brightside at the top of their lungs. And it is just one of the coolest things to like be a part of. Yeah. Big Ten schools, one thing that they do really well is tradition. And yeah. we talked about it a little bit before. I mean, jump around is the biggest one here. Year, but we have build me a buttercup which i think a lot of the students really like because it's just like singing and having a good time um they'll say var sing varsity after the end of every game which is kind of like one of our fight songs um so there's a lot of different really cool things and it changes from sport to sport and how those traditions work and it's really just cool to see how things get carried on from generation to generation it's amazing i love it and i feel like i could go on for for hours about this but i want to switch into some of the advice questions um the first one is what is the most impactful piece of advice that somebody gave to you yeah so probably all the way back in high school I had this really good um tracking cross-country coach and he always said that you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable mm -hmm. and you know, he said it in the terms of running like you know, you got to get uncomfortable to be able to run a good time or you get the accolades that you want but I've definitely taken that advice and really put it into everything I do um 
especially with sports broadcasting, trying a sport that I've never done before, trying a position that I've never done before, whether that's in front of the camera or behind it. I think that's been really nice to like embrace that uncomfortability and really just go for it. And you either take something away from it or it ends up being really good and you have a lot of lessons you'll learn, but I've always had a really great time um, trying something new. Yeah, I absolutely agree. What is an ultimate tip that you would give to somebody going into college? I would definitely tell people to be open to new experiences and, you know, try as much as you can. Um, you know, I when I first came here, I thought I wanted to write for one of the papers and then I ended up doing sports broadcasting. And now I do a little bit of both. But you'll if you keep yourself open to those opportunities, you never know what doors are going to open up. And I think I've definitely seen that firsthand, especially with the radio here, that being open to the different experience here has not only led to opportunities within the station, but with the connections that I made outside as well. Um, I had this internship this summer that really I helped get that internship through my broadcasting experience at W. SUM, which is really cool to see. That is really cool to see that like there can be really big payoffs for the thing you do in college. I think that's like, I, I love that about college in general is that like stuff feels really big and like you can get the internships from it. You can get payoffs and like that feels really special because it feels at the same time like you're just having fun at college and then it's like doing something like getting you an internship and I'm like, okay, that's awesome. Yeah. And you take away lessons from clubs and extracurriculars that you've done that you would have never guessed. Like, you know, writing professional emails for me was like, I learned more about that, like trying to send an email through the radio station that I did maybe in like some of my classes. Um, you just pick up on these like random little things that are so helpful to you later down the line. 10,000%. Now, what is a dorm room essential item? My freshman year, I did not get a fan in my dorm and I definitely regret it. I mean, we had our AC at like 60, 69 the entire year, but it was always so hot in the winter that I wish I had a fan. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. There's a, a good fan will do wonders in any dorm room. Oh, yeah. Even in an apartment, like if you got a good one, you can keep it for all four years and that's all you need. Yeah. I'll throw the fan I have is a Wuzu. It's from like Costco. It's only like, I think, 30 to $40. And it's been like that thing is running constantly from freshman year, probably till the end of time. Like it's just a little it goes full 360 degrees. It's a great, great fan. Yeah, I have a fan now in my apartment. And even though it's like freezing outside, I still put it on at night just because like one, the noise is definitely helpful. And two, like you're still going to be hot in your apartment. Yeah, you're still gonna be hot in your apartment. You needed like a little bit of airflow to like keep it all just circulating. Like completely agree. Uh, what were some of the expectations that you had going into college? And like, how did you find the reality either matched those or like subverted those? I mean, I knew coming to Wisconsin, obviously with a reputation that it had, that it was going to be a lot of fun. Um, and I definitely did not expect to have the types of fun that I've had since coming here. Um, just really like stupid things like sledding down some of the hills or like the the snowball fights or running out on the frozen lake and doing stuff like that and just really finding different types of things and the things that I've been able to explore while in Wisconsin have been really cool. Um, another expectation too was a lot of people told me that you had to stay in Madison, Wisconsin for the summer because we're here from September to May. So you miss out on all the warm months and all you get is the snow and the not as fun part maybe of Wisconsin. And coming here in the summer, 
um, with like the lakes and everything and the places that you get to explore. I think that has been a really eye-opening experience for me, the things that I've gotten to see in the Midwest and just like how people do things in the summer and the things that you can go and see and do have been really cool. It is beautiful. I, I spent a summer, I was very little in up in Milwaukee and like and I would summer on the Michigan side of things a lot. And like, it is really special to see like the summers in the Midwest and I, I truly love them. Yeah. And it was really cool because like a lot of people, like they get the cabins and the lakes and they do the boating and stuff like that. Like for me coming from the East Coast, like we just spend our summers on the beach. So it's very really interesting to see like how do you you know and stay cool and enjoy these different things and I did I was able to go out to Milwaukee this summer to go see a Brewers game and that was my first time going out to Milwaukee since I've been here and that was a really cool experience too because Milwaukee is such a different city like it's so many different things that you can do there um and I only got to see it for a day but I was like I would love to go back and just explore this city a little bit more too yeah no it's, it's like so cool to get to go and explore all those different areas and like yeah just love it plug plug the Midwest in the summertime recommend through and through now, absolutely yeah now Chrissy what is a moment from high school that you still think about um I mentioned before that I ran cross country and track and field so I definitely have a lot of fond memories from that that I think about I still keep in touch with a couple of the girls um two of them are actually in college and one of them is about to graduate from high school so I think we always text each other a lot of times talk about like funny things that happen during track practice or during a meet or something like that um just anything from that running community that I had was just really fun and really made my high school experience awesome yeah the the, the school communities especially the athletic and the like I always saw our track team seemed really really close and tight-knit which I thought was super special like um for my for me it was like the band in high school but like having those tight-knit kind of communities where like you are gathered together to do something whether it's like a competition or to make music I think it's just really cool and it forges a lot of really special bonds absolutely and I think it kind of sets you up well for college too um whether you go to a large high school or small high school you still have to find those communities within those high schools and then you get to college and it's really the same thing you know what are you drawn to what do you want to do how do you want to make those connections you know for me I found that through the radio station but for some of my friends it's maybe through clubs or something like that like I have a roommate that's in the Nordic Ski Club I don't know what Nordic Ski is she loves Nordic Ski though and she's made some really great connections out of that and it's just interesting to see like there's so many different things that you can do on a campus and find those connections anywhere yeah then and collaborating together built such strong bonds and i think it goes and speaks to what your point of like get comfortable the uncomfortable of like i'm sure nordic skiing was not the most comfortable thing to do the first time around but like eventually if it's really something you're passionate about you can get comfortable with that and really find some great community and finds a lot of love in that absolutely yeah and that's anything that you do it is anything that you do. Now, do you have a song to add to a school survival playlist? Ooh, I have a good one that I've been playing a lot recently, and it just hypes me up and makes me feel really good. It's the um, It Girl song. I don't know who it's by, but it's the one that's like that I-T-T-I-R-L. Yes. I just love it. That. It's so empowering to me because I'll just be like walking to class or something, and I'm like, I am the It Girl. I can do this. Yeah. Are you the sped up version or just the regular version? The sped up version. Yeah. It's been a version. And I did find that song from TikTok and I have no shame in saying it. Um, but it's definitely one of those songs that it's like, if you need some kind of empowerment to like make you feel good going into like a test or going into something you're nervous about, that song has always been able to like calm me down and hype me up at the same time. Yeah. And it's, 
here's the thing about songs on TikTok. If they blow up on TikTok, they're generally good pieces of music. Like, they're generally good songs. So, like, I love, like, finding music on TikTok. And I'm like, this was a great song recommendation, you know, and it's cool to see it swirling around. Right. I get a lot of my music from TikTok just because I am on it a lot. But a lot. also being a radio station, I get a lot of exposure to that, too, because um, here at the radio station, they don't play like just your top 40. They play a lot of like alternative and different bands. There's a lot of local bands that come through and play as well. So that's been really cool to see just because um, I get like that whole other side of music too. Yeah, that is really, really cool to like, I love like the other radio stuff. I need to listen to more of our college radio. I've always wanted to do stuff at U of M's radio stations. So you're inspiring me, Chrissy. There you go. Yeah, I, you could do anything from music. And I mean, I bet you guys probably have, I know you guys have sports there, but oh, yeah. there's so many different options you can do. Yeah. Now the final question, it's been so great to talk to you. What, what would you tell your freshman self in high school and your freshman self in college? Ooh, that is a good question. I would probably say, I mean, my freshman year in high school, I was a completely clueless person. I had no clue what I wanted to do. So I probably the best advice that I would give just right now would be just, you know, follow the ebbs and flows of high school. You know, you're going to have great moments. You're going to have, you know, you're going to learn a lot about yourself and then you get to college and you'll start to figure it out a little bit more. So I think just taking everything in stride, taking those ebbs and flows, the good and the bad, and just really enjoying the moment as much as you can. Yeah. I really love that. I think that it is taking that in stride, especially in high school. I feel like it's constantly ebbing and constantly flowing. And so being able to take that and to run with that is really important. Yeah. And you learn so much in high school about yourself. And then college, you learn so much more about yourself and just transitioning into, okay, this is how you cook a meal. Like, <laughs> uh, like even the little things like that, it's just so important to build those foundations to set yourself up well. Yeah, it really is to just setting the stone, setting the groundwork for foundations. And then what would you say? To like your freshman self in college my freshman self in college i would probably echo more of the same there as you know just really like stay present in the moment um you know have as much fun as you possibly can i mean obviously the future is looming but you know think about it a little bit but not too much you want to really enjoy the moment as much as you can because you only get these four years once so take the most out of it completely agree i like that the future the future the future is looming but still you've got to be right here right now and enjoy that time exactly yeah. those are wonderful pieces of advice Chrissy. thank you so much for being on the show now I want to give this space to you. Anything you have to plug, anything to share, promote, give us all the social media handles. Like, I want it all. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Obviously, Carter, you have been awesome. So I will plug you, of course, <laughs> and everything you do. Um, you can find me on basically any social media platform at Chrissy Bertzel. My TikTok is at Chrissy Bertzel. I also have at Chrissy with the call, um, which is, I think, how you found me mm -hmm. through TikTok. So, TikTok. yep. So um, if you are curious about anything I do on the radio, it's at WSUM as well as Big 10 Plus, which is the TV I do. And yeah, I will definitely be tweeting and TikToking so much through my last two years of college. And I'm super excited to see where it's going to go. I'm excited to see where it's going to go. I will be following along, liking, commenting. Like, I can't wait to see all the amazing stuff you're going to do, Chrissy. I really, really appreciate you taking the time to chat. It's been so much fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you bringing me on here. And I'm excited to see how the rest of your time in Michigan goes, too. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you as well, listener, for listening to another episode of the series. And Council podcast. My name is Carter Dvorak. Her name is Chrissy Birdsell. Thank you again, Chrissy. Any final words before we head out of here? Um, go Badgers. <laughs> go Badgers and go Blue. If you want to find us, our podcast is at stucopod at gmail.com and at stucopod on Instagram. Wishing you the best of luck and the best of times in all of your educational endeavors. Go Badgers. The Student Council is adjourned.